Welcome back to the Rousey Rabbit and Friends podcast. This week got a hell of an episode for you. DJ Taylor Michael drops by. We do an interview with him. But first, it is the holiday season. Hanukkah, I believe, starts up tomorrow. And uh, yes, my wife is Jewish, so she will be gone in the, on the boat tomorrow. She's in the Navy. So I'm going to uh, probably light the candles myself, even though I'm not Jewish. I don't think that's illegal. I don't know. I just do it for fun. Kind of the Seinfeld thing, Festivus for the rest of us. I just think everybody should have a good time and enjoy the holidays, no matter what religion, what faith, or whatever they believe in. Just get with your families and enjoy them while you have them. You never know when you're going to see the next people, especially you got family out of town. So you got to hold people tight while you're with them. And uh, we'll just be patient, wait till people get back, and then uh, hug them tight again and have some more good times because that's what you do with family when you are not around them all the time. My dog, Peter Barker, is over here pulling on stuff, biting on things in the background. I'm cooking some chicken for myself. I like to cook a lot these days. I might uh, get more elaborate, but right now chicken and steak is my main thing that I like to cook. I just opened up at an AD nightclub the other day. AD nightclub, amazing place, by the way. If you live in San Diego, you should check out AD nightclub. I got to open for DJ Homicide, who was a Sugar Ray's DJ for... A long time there for all the hit records. Sugar Ray's hit records. DJ Homicide was their DJ. Awesome dude. He did a killer set. Uh, it was so fun to open for him. I uh, wore my rabbit mask. As you know, sometimes uh, I talk about it on the show. Some places you can wear a mask. Some places it's a little bit uncomfortable to the people that maybe you encounter. You know, you don't want to do uh, some hole in the wall bar and have people just there expecting Johnny Cash music and then there, there's this guy playing EDM in a rabbit mask. So you gotta gotta choose the places you play and also choose uh, your moments for when you want to stick out and be yourself. Uh, I guess you should always be yourself, but sometimes people are hiring you for other things and you cannot be yourself completely. However, AD Nightclub, the other night, killer, killer time. Such a good time. Yeah, so for more information about when I'm playing next and everything, check out my website, rajirabbit.com. Check it out pretty regularly and uh, bookmark it while you're there. Also, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can do that. We are on iTunes. So if you're listening on the website, that's all good and I appreciate it. But you can also subscribe on iTunes. That way you can get it on your phone and never miss an episode of the Raji Rabbit and Friends podcast. All right. No further waiting. Coming up next. My interview with DJ Taylor Michael Young, awesome guy doing his thing around here in Southern California. We'll catch up with him right now. Yo, it's the Raji Rabbit and Friends Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of Raji Rabbit and Friends. Today, my good friend, DJ Taylor Michael joining me. Yo, yo, what up, everybody? What up? Now, his real name is just Taylor Michael. When you're looking for him on the internet, it's not DJ Taylor Michael, but he is a DJ. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Yeah, it's pretty funny because a lot of us have taken the DJ out of our names. I think it's just crucial to take the DJ out of your name because everybody's just kind of being DJ this, DJ that, and no one's kind of being themselves to it. Right. You know, even if you are like a, you know, if it's a Kendrick Lamar or, you know, I mean, Kanye West or whoever you are, you're going to be yourself. 
and I feel like you, you should be yourself and market yourself as, as more than anything. Right, and by putting DJ there, it, it maybe <clears throat> limits us to um, to uh, only be doing one profession. I talked to Bo last time about uh, how people think kind of like they they don't believe him when they like when he says that he does comedy too. It's like oh, people think you can only do one thing, you can only have one trait. Right, but, and, and that's not that's not the thing, you know. I mean, with with all things, you want to just evolve from what you have and, and take it to other places. You know, Taylor Michael was always supposed to be a brand. It wants to be a fashion brand. It wants to be um, a brand that can be recognized as someone important. You know what I mean? When you see a, a P Diddy or you see a Jay Z or anybody of those guys, right. they're more than just their music. They're their names, right? You and can put their name on anything in itself, right? Exactly, and it doesn't have to necessarily be music related. And I think when you keep DJ on your name, it, it can keep it a little bit more like, oh, this guy makes music, you know? Yeah, or, you're only the DJ. You're only that guy for, right, for a while, and right. you never get to evolve from there. Right. Yeah, I remember when I started, I was DJ Raj, and now I'm Raji Rabbit, and uh, that came about through a long, long process we won't get into, but, uh, yeah. But another thing is that you might, another DJ might have your name, too. Yeah, yeah, when you keep it simple, yeah, there was another DJ Raj out there. He wanted to get my Twitter. I told him, no! Yeah, if you're DJ Taylor, or if so you're you just can. DJ Max, or you're DJ, you know, Raj, you know what I mean? Millions of other people have your name, or if you, even if you're just a common name, like DJ Climax, or DJ, you know... Even there's, I know a million chaoses. There's DJ chaoses everywhere in the right. city. Right. You know, you're not that, even though you think you're original, you're not, you know? Yeah, you got to have a couple cool words at least. I guess so you'd be like, uh, Max Power. Uh. Something. And that's why I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, if I'm going to be Taylor Michael, I might as well just be like the Taylor Michael. How, all Taylor Michaels. How did you get that name? Uh, I got it because of my, I got it in 2009. I used to go by DJ Kamikaze. And, uh, was I, there any other DJ Kamikazes? There was, yeah, there was. There was a DJ Kamikaze <laughs> in Japan. I, I knew the answer. DJ Kamikaze in LA. There's a DJ Kamikaze one. There's all these DJ Kamikazes, and it was like, no, yeah. I think I need a, a new game approach. I think the internet made us all realize what the. But fuck? 2009 is when Michael Jackson died, and that's when I took the moniker of Taylor Michael, and I oh. just said that you know Taylor, I've, I was born after Taylor Michael. I was born after Michael Jackson, and yeah. having that name just 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 saw just solidified it and just said that you know you're you are taylor michael and you are because you are because of because of michael jackson nice and he is the one who inspired it all for me you know billy jean is my favorite song michael jackson my favorite performer and just getting to do like the moonwalk in front of people like that started my 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 jump into showbiz just getting people to watch yeah now you you were very good uh, a dancer as well uh, and you do a lot of Michael Jackson moves very well. How, how did you get into dancing? I think dancing was always a part. I think I did karate first. And karate uh, was like how you just kind of get into like getting your form correct. The and kata getting, and movement. And yeah, stuff. and just getting that, just the concept of making it dope and making it look good. And then when you kind of evolve later on and music starts taking place, it just made, it just made sense to do hip hop and to do, to do dance. And, and when I started doing it, I started doing performances and started doing other stuff in dance groups and really started getting involved into it. And then later on, just started doing my own thing. Right. And so um, let's uh, talk about uh, how you actually got into DJing, though. Like, there's a cool story there. You told me a long time ago, like, I think when I first really met you, kind of got into that part. But uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a, I was into acting, too. And I did acting for a, for a while. And I yeah. did. And I got. Um, you met one of my heroes. Who would I meet? Gary Busey? Yeah, dude. I love <laughs> Gary Busey, man. Gary I love Busey Gary is a, Busey. That's a fucking nut. I love that guy. I don't know. I want to hang out with him one day. You Maybe not. But yeah, actually I got to experience it if first. If you do bring a camera and make sure you have a lawyer with you because he might touch you and never mind. Never, no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but yo, 
Gary Busey is a weird dude, and yeah, I did a movie called The Shadowlands. You can all look that up, uh, like on Google and shit. Shadowlands. The Shadowlands. I want to watch this. Movie and uh, yeah, I made it. Were you, were you like the main role in it? Or? No, I was one of the kids. So it was, it was a sci-fi. It was like, um, it was kind of like a low-budget um, <laughs> Star Trek. You know, low-budget. Like we were like the ghetto kids of the Star Trek. Is what we were. So you guys like were like on a ship. You were a captain of a ship. Yeah, there was a ship, and it crashed in like a shitty place, and like this this um. Was a place called Reno? The, yeah, that's where it was made. <laughs> and this fucking and this guy has to go and and save the world from this slave dude who's getting all these kids and enslaved. And I was one of the enslaved kids. I was I was a smart kid. You were the smart and slave kid smart, i was a smart kid i was like the scientist <laughs> kid and i got blown up and like and like <laughs> and like have my hair all fucked up and shit like it was funny <laughs> but, you, but didn't, well, you didn't get fatally blown up you got like cartoon no, got, blown like, up where you're up. okay I got, like, no i like a science experiment and i blew myself up in the movie but you didn't die i didn't die no it was like a funny thing but i remember okay. like i remember they went through like three hours of like prep for me to like get all blown up and fuck my hair up and fuck me all up and they they cut the scene out because it just whatever. But the oh, movie, no, but the movie so never the really got cut. It. Never yeah. never really got anything, and it's it's up there. It's in the internet. Oh, internet I love somewhere. I love obscure media, dude. I'm but gonna look this up. It's I got a thousand dollars from it. You know, I got paid that thousand dollars. I was 11 years old, and I was like, dope. All right, cool. Now what I'm gonna do with this money? And so we ended up going to this child fair, and to go promote the movie. And, you know, we were signing autographs and we're, we're all hot and, you know, me and people are thinking, this is going to be the next big TV show coming out of Reno, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, there were some DJs there and I was like, yo, I'm going to go kick it with these DJs. And the yeah. DJ was like, you want to get on, kid? Like, you want to touch the record? And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to, yeah, I want to touch that right there. And I touched the record and it was Aaliyah's record. And it, from that moment, I like was looked to my dad and I was like, that's what I want. Like, I want me a pair of those. Like, I want, that's what I want with my money. And so I ended up that summer, like, you know, getting a pair of, like, the Battle Pack, you know, the new Mark Battle Pack. Nice, nice. Remember yeah. that? Like, yeah, dude, not I remember even that. Direct, not even direct drive. Right. Like, like belt drive turntables yeah. with a shitty mixer and, like, the starter headphones. And and in, in, actually, even before that, I actually bought a turntable from my friend from the Bay Area. And he always had me up on music, but I just bought one turntable. It was one new Mark turntable. You can't do nothing with the one. And I just stood there with my, like, in the receiver, and I just scratched it. And I had one Aerosmith record, and I scratched the shit out of it. And it was (laughs) awesome. And I just loved it. And I just kept going for it, and it kept, kept getting new music. And, and at that time, you know what I mean? There's no 11 year old doing it. And so I, I was just like getting music and just getting whatever I can find. But people would invite me out to like their parties and their birthday parties, and they would invite me out to like, you know, mean school events and shit like that. And I would really just kind of like start getting the first taste. And of course, I always danced and I always did all that too. Yeah. So I always just liked being part of that. Awesome. But, um, it got me into it, and I did it throughout of all of high school. And uh, so after so you didn't look back to acting, like after that first experience or whatever, you yeah, basically yeah, were like, I would still love to do acting now, still, and I could still think I could still be good at it. But I think the the part is that that music was still driven and it was so loud you know what i mean that you can you can have somebody be like you could turn it up and be like look at me you know what i mean right as a sense where you can be like yo look what i'm doing you know and people were like damn that's tight and where the acting it was like you know you could see all these child stars get all like messed up and you yeah see all, like, this weird stuff happening and yeah people wouldn't really have a career and they weren't really having fun so djing was always more fun to me Nice. And and when I got into like high school and stuff, I started like, you know, sneaking out of my house and started doing like <laughs> like these senior parties and we'd go out to like like deserts and like do weird stuff and then like later on it was my chance to become a senior and then that's when we really started like getting into DJing 
and I would have like a, a like MIDI controllers were first starting to come out. And I, I still have my turntable set up, but I had a MIDI controller set up. And we go out to every single party, like probably almost every weekend, like the last semester of my senior year, and just get cops called on us and yeah. tear down so many Bose theater systems and tear out so many houses and get have so much trouble, just cause so much trouble. But really, that's where it's all started. And that's where like I got my niche and just wanted to doing it all the time. And then when I graduated, I really just got a bunch of money from it, from doing it that summer. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do anything else. I want to just, I want to just DJ. Nice, nice. So, you're uh, originally and based out of Reno. Yeah, and Reno is a like the the bastard child of of Vegas. Yeah, it's <laughs> Vegas's stepbrother. He yeah, beats him up. It's like not even the little brother. I mean, even though we are, it's like we don't get the same love that Vegas does. Yeah. We don't have all the shops. We don't have all the nightclubs. We don't get all like the glitz and glamour that they do. Yeah, but they, we're still fun. And yeah. I grew up in that town, which is a twenty four hour city. So like having casinos and having like some sort of nightlife there and having like a buzz always going around like this helped me evolve becoming more apt to that scene where it was like I'm not just thrown into it I, I kind of like understood it a little bit more right now it's funny because uh, you you uh, one of my buddies is based out of uh, out of Reno again now and I think he was originally in Reno and then he moved around a lot because he was in radio is my buddy Teddy P Teddy P yeah man I'm trying to get him on the show later but it's really funny because when you what was it was it your first time going out in town or something? When 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 you came here? Oh, when I first came to to San Diego, yeah, I saw you, Raj. That's one of my first, the the first DJ I actually saw. That's so funny. But Teddy told you to look out for me because he knew me, right? Yeah, and it was just DJ to DJ, and that's kind of how the DJ world works. Is that one DJ once knows another DJ who knows all the other DJs, and it just kind of connected that way but yeah i saw you and he told me to look after you and you were down at what what was the place called i was at uh sway i think it was sway. called sway yeah, yeah sway and before it turned into like pussycat dollhouse pussycat dollhouse and, and, like and now it's, now it's, it's shut like down nothing. right now but it'll but. probably pop up again <laughs> something else whatever they want to put throw in there sometimes yeah it's a, they always evolve and she gets shut down and re return into something else but yeah i think like yeah that was that was cool just immediately hooking up and then having the job at guitar center and yeah and going through like that helps out a lot but even having those jobs too, like staying in what you love and staying in where you love, like it always helps you and always puts a smile on your face. Like I'm, I'm always on track and always, you know, meeting the people I need to meet to get to that next step. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, I mean, involving myself to get to that next step and not, so not looking back. Where are you going as far as uh, your, your career and your DJ skills? Are you focusing on um, battle type sets or are you just rocking like the club sets right now are you still doing battle routines like you know I've done you, battles you know yeah, and yeah, I've not yeah, seen and, some and, they're and, awesome yeah, and, I've, and I've rocked the battles and I've, and I've won them and, and it's always fun it's a lot of work to do but rocking rock, rocking the clubs that's the funnest part when you can yeah. kind of get diverse and they're you know they're there to see you get down how what you what you like to do mm-hmm. that's that's the best feeling and I think that's the best part of where I want to go and I always want to travel. I'm a worldly person, and I like to. Would, I would love just to go down to you know anywhere in Vegas, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, San Francisco. You know those cities out there. Those those would be like the places I would love to call home, or at least call my home for residencies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just be just the, just the San Diego DJ is when, right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean San Diego's yeah. the home. I want to be a, the the DJ around the world. You right. Know what I mean, or at least around right. the country. For sure, man. So where can people go to hear your mixes? Oh, you know all the sound, the same places. Twitter, SoundCloud, 
Uh, but Facebook. what are those places? Oh, you know, D- at DJ Taylor Michael. That's that's at where it's DJ Taylor Michael on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, on Twitter and, and SoundCloud and okay. Facebook and the whole nine. So just nice. at Taylor Michael. And then actually, what I've been doing with like my like closings and when I like do do closings on emails and stuff, I just put at Taylor Michael, and people kind of get get what that means. Right. You know, they just mean that the at is everything now. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. Yeah. It's Twitter. It's all that. It's all that media baloney. Yes, and but it's good baloney because it tastes good and good it, and it, and it helps you and it helps the community. Yeah, it's, it helps the DJ community. But, that, but cool. that's another thing too. It's like how these all these social media DJs. You know what I mean? Like how much are you? Are those really those those hundred thousand fans yours? You know what I mean? Right. Did you buy those hundred thousand follower fans, or are you following a hundred thousand people to get a hundred thousand people? Right. And that's that's the legitimacy of like who you are. You know? Yeah, it's it's hard to uh, I guess put a filter on that too because. You know, as I guess as promoters looking in, you know, they don't really do the best background work to say, okay, this guy's got, you know, 10,000 Twitter followers, but uh, but is it legit followers? There's no real filter for people to say those are legit followers, right, right, you know? Yeah. You see the DJ who yeah. has, you know, 75,000 followers, but eight people are only talking about him. Right, right. So, you know, it's 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 interesting, uh, interesting world we live in today because those things are what gets you booked. Those are what separates you from other... Yeah, other and I, people, and, and I think right now you always get the quantity versus quality every time too. You know <clears> what I mean? You'll get the quantity who comes in, and you'll, you'll meet all these smaller club DJs or club owners. I meant to say, and, and they'll they'll want more quantity. You know, but if you really invest yeah. into it, it's really where the quality's at. And right, the quality will actually get you the bigger paycheck and get you the bigger price tag at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just a matter of staying in there and and working towards your ultimate goal. You know. Because, I mean, we both work in a music store, and sometimes we sell, you know, gear to beginning people, and they, a month or two later, will come in talking about how they're playing a place that maybe I or you haven't even played yet, you know? Yeah, and that's and stressful, too. It's, it's like, what? But there's another thing, too, is that how they're only going to be there for two years, you know? Yeah, once they're, they're, once they're their college is done, and they and they get go on to the real career that they wanted... And that's really what what phases the 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 what I call that's the only way you can tell Real somebody's DJ. a fake DJ. You yeah. know, like not it's not really the gear you use. It's like what are you like? Is this what you're trying to do forever? Yeah, you know what you, I'm saying. Yeah, are you invested <laughs> in it? For like, a minute? Is this what you want to do when you're 80? You yeah. know, do you want to have something to do with with DJing and DJ lifestyle? When you're 80, if you are, you are a real DJ. Yeah, I see myself 100% in music, 100% of my life, and there's no stopping music. It'll always be part of something. Right. And you know, I just chose to, you know, give up school at a certain point and just do music 100%, and and it's really paid off. But yeah. now it's you know putting that extra effort out to it, and you know you you can't look back once you make yeah. that choice. No, we love San Diego. We're coming from small towns. You come from Reno, which is a bigger town than I come from. I come from a place called Evansville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh the uh uh you know, I love San Diego. I love coming out here. I, I mean, it's just like I'm I was all wide-eyed when I got here like oh, this yeah. is amazing, you know. You walk by and there's so many weird languages that people are speaking and you're like, "What is that's not Spanish?" <laughs> like it was like only back home some people might have spoke Spanish. Uh, here they're sense. all like, you know, you got Chaldeans, you have Persians, you have everything, all sorts of strange languages to me being spoken. We just here walking down the street. I'm like, "This is like a Grand Theft Auto game." So <laughs> many weird conversations going on. Anyways, lots of tra- uh, people and uh, what's it, what was it like transitioning to a bigger city? 
Uh, you know, coming from a bigger city, I mean, Reno was always a tourist city too, so I got a lot of people coming from the Bay Area, coming from Southern California, mm-hmm. and always kind of getting that influence in there. But actually coming down here to Southern California, you see that it's it's a whole other scene, and, and it's pop music is definitely king wherever you go. You know, top 40 will always mm-hmm. rule, and it's, it's still the same in every every city, it seems like. People in, in the bigger cities are definitely more hype or more hip to what's what's going on as far as music like newer music genres and and the older but what i do like about the smaller communities though is that like it once they gravitate towards something they stick onto that and they love it for a while and like there'll be a you know like a dubstep craze or the trap phase like they'll really stick onto that over in reno and really embrace that and really get down for a while to where here it's like okay who's the next trap artist come out who's the next up you know what i mean right and they've already kind of like thrown it out so we're like, you have to be more on top of your game out here, and you have to be more, just more diverse in, in what's what's going on in, in, in all scenes, hip hop and, and, and electro and all that. And San Diego's not a very, it doesn't have its own scene per se, like it's not LA, it's not New York, but it, it definitely has Southern California to it, and people want want that Southern California sound. But see, it's <clears throat> I think San Diego is about to explode. My personal opinion, because yeah. they're they're what uh, Stingery just got bought out. Stingery, if you don't know what San Diego, and you're listening across the world, Stingery was a big club that was really awesome. Now it's completely gutted, and it just got bought out by Hakkasan Vegas. Yeah. So you got a Vegas club coming down here. You got Park just open. They kind of have like the Vegas look and stuff. You have a bunch of other clubs that are like doing this Vegas, this Vegas big thing. thing. Basement has been doing it. Probably one of the, but it was Voyeur first, really. Right, right. They really had the big like I'm bringing these big EDM guys down here, you know, national acts and to a club, and, and then they shut down a few couple of years ago. And now we're gonna have like maybe like the equivalents of four voyeurs because voyeurs gonna reopen his cake now. Well, I, you know that's that's all cool too, but you know that's kind of the thing of like San Diego doesn't have its own sound. You know, like there will oh, never be like a, yeah, there will like never a be sound. like a, you know what I mean. You go to like L.A. and there'll be like the L.A. Well, sound and L.A. Right. hip hop club. You know what I mean? It has that feel to it. A New York hip hop club or a New York right. or a Detroit like you know house I, club. I, or I don't anything know like if that. it will never have that. I just think I just think that. Uh, that's it's, what I'm saying. It, it needs to. It doesn't. It doesn't need to necessarily have its own sound. It just. It's an, a, a flux yeah. of everything. You need to make like the 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 top the top happy out here in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That yeah. There's so not where like, there's all those nitty gritties in every single other market. Like San Diego is like the still like the top. Like you know, I mean, get away with what's comfortable, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I guess play the the strange stuff and get by. Yeah. Like I remember Chris Carnes came out here and they pulled him off at Stingery. Oh you know, wow! Like really? Was, yeah. Like he was playing too much. Like he wasn't, he was getting too down on too weird of stuff, and he's from Denver, you know what I mean? And I get what it means. Oh to be yeah, like Denver like, dubstep was from huge. like yeah, like a mountain town, you know what I mean? Where you get all these like stoner snowboard kids who just want to fucking get down and listen to, to dubstep and trap and some really weird stuff and really like bug wow. out on it, you know what I That's mean? That's crazy. I and can't they want that. they want like the technical shit, you know? I mean, and and where like they come here to San Diego and like it's bottle service clubs you know yeah like they where's where's like the britney bitch and where's like the the calvin harris and the ever stuff too you know what i mean they can still hear a technical dj get down but they just want to hear it in a more poppy sense out here right right interesting so hope- and i i still love having all that underground background coming where i come from mm-hmm. having that like that that grit and having that feeling and coming from like burning man and going to all those places and just feeling yeah. that like you know there's a certain feeling you get off that music and there's a certain feeling you get off of like those vibes and when you present it the right way and you present it in a mainstream way people seem to really love it and they really gravitate towards it nice 
I'd agree. Now, you are you have some pretty hip parents. I guess you have some younger parents compared to like myself. I have older parents, but uh, part of being having hip parents is really uh, it's really cool to me and, and just overall family. I think you have a young family because uh, your grandma is even cool. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know you came up going to Burning Man. How many Burning Mans have you been to? What age were you when you started? And did you think it was appropriate to go that young? Yeah, I started going to Burning Man when I was sixteen, and this will be my tenth year going up here. And this was my ninth year last one. And I, I honestly have a blast, and, and I couldn't realize my life without it now. But I, thinking back on it, probably I was a little bit too young to go. Probably it was like I could have gone when I was like 18, 19, and probably still had like the same type of experience. But it really helped me mature, and it helped me understand like that people are, are dope in this world, and that there's a good creative and artistic force out there that really does strive if it's in the right if it's in the right community I and mean, it's in the right bubble, basically. It can it can really 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 harness something really good and and that's what makes me like Burning Man the most or like those type of places the most I, any type of festival any type of place that you go to that harnesses creativity those are the things that are gonna like evolve the world and help like the new tech and help the new artists and help like the new the new generation evolve and get together because it is those things that evolve it's not the numbers it's not the you know what I mean the businesses and stuff like that it is the artists and it is the the creative people who evolve and then it waters down and gets into the other places you know right so like it might start off in burning man but then it, once it gets to san diego it might be watered down but it's more mainstream and it's ready to make money and it's more acceptable for everybody so like having that background of going to burning man and knowing what's going to be hot first or knowing what's going to be hit first or knowing like the trends that are going to happen and then see it come down here to san diego and knowing how to deal with it you know what i mean or knowing where it came from and having that knowledge helps helps me get into my my music and helps me get into my dj more and helps me find new music. Nice, nice. So Burning Man played a key role in your life, still does. That's and that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's dope. Well, if you had a kid, how young would he be before you took him? Would he you has, like put him in has, a sling no, and a bit as no, a baby and no, put him, pop some has, earplugs in him? No, he has to go by himself. No, that's you're not gonna like baby sling him no, up like no, lone wolf like, and cub. He has to find some other way. If he's 16 and can find a way to go out there, then he's more than allowed to go out there. But if yeah. he's not able to go out there and can't find a way out there by himself. Yeah. He can't. Like you he's have gonna, to be He's like, dad's gonna be gone. He's gonna trace, track, track him down one year, and be like, "Where's my dad going?" He's gonna follow you and find you all <laughs> zooted out with like triangle pupils, and <laughs> you're like, "Dad, what? Oh, what is this?" And pretty much triangle pupil Taylor. But you know what? That'll be his life experience, and and when he's ready to experience it, and he's mature enough to actually, like I said, make it out there by himself. Then then he's able to see me like that, or he's able to see the world like that. If you had a daughter, would she ever go? Uh, she's not allowed. She's never. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's never ever allowed to step outside of the building. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's hilarious. So things are different when it comes to girls. Uh, it's a uh, it's just a natural protection thing. But things are also different in the DJ world when it comes to girls. How do you feel about female DJs? And uh, I, what um, do do you think it's easier as a female DJ to to get on or get an opportunity? Man, I, I mean, I, there's like a couple sides of me that says like, says like, go home, you know what I mean? And there's another <laughs> side of me is like, oh, you're, that's cute, you know what I mean? And there's a side of me like, damn, she's real dope. But it all depends on the person, really. I think like if you're a slut, like that's going to translate as a slut. And I, I know man sluts out there too, you know what I mean? Who like taking their shirts off and fucking, you know, slinging their hair and trying to look, you know what I mean, proper as they can or try to look hot behind the DJ booth. 
and yeah, it works or whatever, but it only works for so far. What do you think about Paris Hilton? I think Paris Hilton sucks. I think she's not a good DJ. I think she's. I think she likes what she's doing. I think she's very interested. But we start so many of these kids out every day, who get who go to the club one night and then come to Guitar Center the next day. And what do they want to be? They want to be the rock star superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is that Paris Hilton has a name and has money. Yeah. So like with that, you're definitely going to get booked and you're definitely going to become quote unquote somebody. It's like a game of poker. You can buy in, right? Yeah. You can buy in, but you know what I mean? How well is your buy-in going to last for? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another thing too, is that Paris Hilton is a brand. You know, Paris Hilton can do anything really. She could become a, a NASCAR driver and still be. Oh my uh, God, that's and, that's the most terri- the terrifying vision I've ever I know, seen like in my, she could my brain. Still, you know, she could do whatever she wants and still be Paris, Paris Hilton, Hilton NASCAR you know what I mean? driver. If it was trendy and it was cool or whatever was hot at the time, like she's Paris Hilton. Put a Paris Hilton symbol on any and it'll sell. Yeah, and uh, so what are you? Are you some of your favorite female DJs? Do you have any? Mm, I think like Tina T is good, and I think like. Um, like shorty's good you know what i mean and stuff like that too like real technical djs and and stuff like that but female djs they need to step their game up as a whole altogether and that's that's a big saying is like they're they're good but they there's a lot of female djs bringing female djs down right yeah and that's the that's the bad thing you know what i mean we don't get to see all those and and the girls who are really doing it they're not necessarily your girly girls, you know what I mean? They're your, your kind of more rugged girls, you know what I mean? They're kind of more into the scene, and they're like they're a little bit more dirty into it. And, like, those girls I appreciate. But if you're going to be a, a cute girl and you're going to sell your titties, sell your titties, you know what I mean? Don't sell your fucking music and your titties. Or don't DJ and sell your titties because DJing is an art form in itself, and rocking a party and producing a night is an art in itself. And believe me, I can hire hot girls to stand next to me. You know, I can pay them money. Like, it's not that hard. And to, to go there and you're just going to say you're the all-in-one package, great. You just saved me a couple hundred dollars that I didn't have to spend that night as a club promoter. Great. Thank you. That's how I feel about it. But if you're going to be a good DJ, like, put in your fucking time and I will see it. You know what I mean? Right. I will see your 10,000 hours. I will see your mixtapes. I will see your edits. I will see your, you know what I mean, your work put on there. I will see you killing in the battle scene. I will see you killing in, in, in nightclubs around the world. I know that, you know? And those girls get props, but the other girls, no. And don't try to. And, and if you're a hot girl trying to get into DJing, take take two seconds and realize what you want to do. Okay, just take two seconds and realize what you want is for a career, because we'll weed you out real quick from the real DJs, real DJs to the fake DJs. And and you, like I said, you might only last a couple of years. You might make some money, but good for you, because I'll still yeah. be here. Yeah, I think it's it's important to say. To, to realize that when you do get into DJing, you're getting into a culture that is uh, that is very loved. Like we that that yeah. uh, that do it and have done it for a long time, we love it. And there's a lot of guys I talk to, a lot of guys who are new mm-hmm. that have that passion. They're like like whoa, okay, oh, you yeah, 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 you that's awesome. Him. Like you, I, okay, yeah, you're you're gonna be doing this for for a long time. That's good. Okay, awesome. You know, not like you know, just like oh, hey, bro, you know, like I, I you know. You, you know you can sell you can be the weed man or the pill man and then now uh, you have a lot of people that are going to follow you because yeah, of that you know and then you know and you're going to college you know so now you're, you super got the hookup because you got all these young people that, that that like your services or that want that want to be liked by you as well and they're, they're going to go up and support you you know but um you know yeah, that, anytime that's, you go to college your, your network expands but when you leave college your network's like right you know, 
it, it and are you in it for the long haul are you just gonna just once you once that college is done you're gonna be like man djing was fun but it's time to go be a doctor now you yeah, know like that's it. not what it's about I, and I want everybody to have fun and i want everybody to, to live their passion and i want everybody to be good you know what i mean but don't steal away from my from my my pocket essentially you know what i mean and don't steal away from what i can be having if you're only going to be in it for a couple of years you know yeah like this it, it's fun but it's not it's not great like that yeah so yeah so uh also is there anything else that we haven't touched on man what kind of what kind of uh what are you feeling like right now in the marvel movies dog the marvel movies yeah did you watch guardians of the galaxy yeah i love guardians of the galaxy and i think the second one's gonna be dope why because the soundtrack uh yeah we were waiting for the awesome mix volume two soundtrack yo it's all about that soundtrack in that movie yeah the movie is great i love how it integrated the music so well with uh the actual movie yeah even like iron man's and all those guys they always put good music in there too where it's like you know really metal or like really like epic you know what i mean but this one like had some soul into it well if you i think you see a really weird thing of a uh, of a soundtrack is another character yeah that awesome mix volume one is a character in the movie key you know and i don't think i've ever seen that before no, where like you know, the soundtrack I mean, play like a key key like part into that's, it. That's yeah, it's so important in that movie. And, and it was all songs that we knew and we you know, we grew up on. They're all eighties tracks, you know what I mean? They're seventies tracks. Oh, seventies and eighties. You're right. It was all the mix up in there too. Yeah, it, it was had, all it old everything. stuff. It had, I had everything. It was good. It was great and I uh, love that movie. Uh, you know what I like the most? I like I'm trying to lose weight. I'm I'm losing weight. I'm good doing good. Yeah, but good, man. I uh Love James, uh, uh, sorry, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is is like the one of my heroes. Hero. One of my heroes in we're in real life. I'm not even joking. He's gonna be in Jurassic Park too. Yeah, I'm excited for Jurassic World. That looks dope yeah. too. But I love Chris Pratt because you know he did like a lot of weight loss because he was Andy in Parks and Rec, and you know he was always the overweight kind of kind of goofy the, guy. Yeah, he wasn't the hard drop. Yeah, so he had to lose his weight to play this character, and it was just awesome to to see him transform like that. And you know he's married to uh, Anna Ferris. He is. Anna Ferris, the oh, girl from right. Scary I've Movie. Seen her. I've seen him on like the Bravo show with Top Chef. Yeah, yeah. Some food with him. yeah that's cool, man. I think that's cool. Two cool people that seem relatively normal with each other, you know? Yeah. It's and, pretty awesome. And Chris Pratt, like big ups to that guy and big ups to any of those guys who are going to make the jump into like a, a Hollywood role yeah. because we need more unexpected uh, superstars or leading leading man. Yeah, it gets stale just seeing Brad Pitt in yeah, like all see, every movie. Yeah, you know, I'm he's done. cool, but it's like you yeah, know. As much as I love Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and all the you know Johnny Depp's and all those guys, like they're awesome. Don't get me wrong, but give give me the new gen. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? There's got to be something else, and there's someone else that's not like bred to be you know famous either, because you know there's a lot of up and coming. Except for the Jaden Smith, I like Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith is cool. I, I see he gets a lot of flack right now, but. I think he's talented. I don't know. That's not, he's a rich kid. You know what I mean? That's why. Yeah. But let's see how well he does because I think he comes from a creative family and I think he comes from a good ground. Oh, hell yeah. I think so too. I think that Will Smith originally not being uh, a uh, you know spoiled person growing up is what's going to keep that kid grounded. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I, we'll if, if he gets, if he gets out, so. of line, yeah. out of line, I think his dad will his dad'll step in. I think all that stuff, though, like I said, being a childhood actor is something that I never wanted to do. You know, yeah. once I get once I saw it, and I yeah. was like, no, let's just do music. And I think those guys are seeing music too. And I think Willow Smith is probably going to be one of the most creative people to come out. Oh, nice prediction. We'll yeah. have to check in on this. I think that she'll be good in the next. Just even with her first single, you know, whip my hair like. That's creative for that age, and to have her even say yes, I want to do that, even if it's her team behind her that's saying I want to do that. Like she has some good heads, you know what I mean? It's good right. people like guiding her creative decision, and she's so young that right now that she can go and 
and pick from what's creative and pick from what's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then form her own cool afterwards. Yeah, that's you know right. I mean? when, when she is when she is 19, 20, 21, and yeah. that is really, and when everybody's looking towards her, she'll really shape something cool for the new future. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. Well, shoot. Taylor, thanks for stopping by, and uh, we will have you back again because you will be a regular guest on the Roger Rabbit and Friends podcast, I'm hoping. We will continue. Yes, we will. There will be a the saga continues always. Saga always continues. That's what's up with Taylor Michael right now. I'll be dropping a new song soon. I'll let you guys know more about that. Taylor Michael's music is all available online. Just check out at Taylor Michael. You'll find everything that you need. At DJ Taylor Michael. You can find that. I did put the DJ for that so people can find me there. At DJ Taylor Michael. At DJ Taylor Michael, Twitter, SoundCloud, Facebook, the whole nine. Nice. uh, Listen to his shit because it's really good. Yeah, and come out to show support and uh, show local DJs love. Cause that's where are you playing? Love. Where are you playing next? Uh, next one, I have my residency at Jimmy O's, and then I'll be at La Puerta for New Year's. So come awesome. out for that. All right, we'll be, we'll be at the gas. I'm getting crazy, yo. Yeah.